0: be heartbreak there will be drama tears will be shed on this episode of on and off the fail with derf fan dylan i don't know why i said that it was just you know you gotta go with your gut yeah. i felt like that's what i wanted to say so we said it all right <laughs> if, Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you enjoyed it. A little bit of different uh, beginning to your favorite podcast on Off the Field. We have a great show lined up, I think.
1: Yeah, Lots I think we do.
0: to talk about. A lot. Um. So right before we get started, as always, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see all these fun little banners that I put up. Uh, like this one right now that says share, subscribe, follow, and like. Uh, Durf can tell you about all the places where you can do that and more.
1: Yeah, so go ahead and like On and Off the Field on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you are watching on YouTube, make sure to click that subscribe button so you get all the notifications for our latest episodes that drop on YouTube, as well as uncut episodes from our recorded shows and other great content. Head on over to on and off the to learn more about the show, as well as where you can find our episodes and charities that we are involved in. And once you listen to the episodes, make sure to head over to iTunes and give us a little rate and review. Tell us how we're doing and what you like or dislike about the show, because we want to make it better for you. And we want to make it more enjoyable because it's all about you, the listener. Amen. You can also head over to rtfsportsnetwork.com, where you can catch on and off the field on our new live show time on Tuesdays from seven to eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and our recorded show is now on Fridays from eleven a.m. to twelve p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And while you're on the on the website for RTF Sports Network, check out those blogs. We have a lot of great writers on the on the network, and there's a lot of th- great things written there. So check them out and get reading.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're adding new shows every day. Oh, yeah. Not, not every day, but, you know, a lot of new shows coming. So make sure you're following not only on and off the field's Facebook pages and Instagram yeah. and Twitter. Make sure you're following RTF Sports Network as well, because then that's where all the news comes out for new shows. So mm-hmm Maybe if you see one you specifically like when the lineup for the days announced, there you go. You got your guy. So, yeah, yeah. so I, th- I, I got to start the show a little different, uh, actually. Well, right. first off, I, this is the second time I've forgotten about this almost there. Fantasy Football League. It's official. It will be started. The Fantasy Football League for the OOTF family uh, group page. Make sure you're following that. You're in that group OOTF uh, family. And you had to be part of that to join the fancy football league. It'll be a $20 buy-in so far. The guys from strikeout beer are in nice. Uh, They're in my mom said she's in, but I don't know if she knows how to play fancy football. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, $20 that goes towards our current charity, which is the boys and girls club (laughs) of America. And then we don't have a date for the draft yet, but it should be sometime middle, late August. I would assume that's, I think that's normal time, Mm -hmm. but, uh, We'll, we'll hold off on the $20 until we're sure that there's going to be a football season. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But, if you know, if, if everyone puts their $20 in and then, like, halfway through the season, the season's canceled, like, I, I don't know if we can, since it's going to charity,
1: <laughs> uh, right. I'll
0: let you decide if you want your money back or not. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> that's, <laughs> you know, that's one of those circumstances, like, uh, so um. <laughs> we'll wait and see on that. I can't really ask the charity for your money back. That's the awkward part.
1: <laughs> that would be awkward.
0: Hey, the fantasy football season was canceled, and I need my guys' buy-ins back. Ooh.
1: Sorry.
0: <laughs> Oops. Yeah, so that's a thing. Uh, but that's really all we got for our opening stuff. That's just the usual warm-up, the regular shindig that you hear when you tune into this amazing podcast. Yeah. I got to I got to start out with something a little different before we hit the other sports. All right. If you're watching on YouTube, this will be a lot better. Uh so you can have some visuals with this. Mm-hmm. But I went I went to Wegmans, our local wonderful grocery store. And I was just I was hankering for some desserts. So I went and picked up some ice cream. The wife wanted ice cream. I grabbed some stuff from the bakery cuz Wegmans mm. has a dope bakery. Mm. And I just went down like, you know, the regular Oreo Garbage food aisle. Yeah, something caught my eye, Fred. What was it? Something something that I've never seen before, oh. and I think it was only a dollar ninety nine for the box. I was literally like, just
1: there today too, <laughs> but I didn't it, walk down that aisle.
0: <laughs> I tell you what, what I have sitting here right next to me, yeah, is one of the best things I've ever had from Little Debbie's. Ooh, this. For everyone watching on YouTube, this right here is a Boston cream roll.
1: Oh, oh that so like sounds good. like a Boston
0: good. cream donut, but it's yeah. like a Swiss roll, but Boston cream. Ooh. Fred.
1: That sounds good.
0: This is the best thing I've ever eaten from Little Debbie's right here. <laughs> and I'll just give you a little taste for everyone at home so you know what it's like here. Mm. Oh my god. Oh. Just look at that. Oh my yeah. god. It's so good. And for those just listening to me munch on something on the radio, I'm telling you. You gotta well, you gotta be on YouTube to watch these things. That's really where it's at.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but since that's
0: <laughs> since that's out of the way now. We have a lot to get to on this very amazing episode of On Out the Field. So let us jump into Hey others. In the
1: sports.
0: I think we thrive on making that the worst transition ever.
1: Probably, yeah.
0: That I think that really makes it <laughs> what it is.
1: <laughs> and the other so, sports. It doesn't have to be good.
0: Right, because we're not good at the other sports. So the transition and it should not be good either expectations exactly. should be lowered right off the bat yes yes i like that that's fair what are you drinking what was that
1: uh this is a little southern tier lake shore fog
0: some hazy juicy ipa oh yeah
1: it's good i had uh we went out to dinner last night for our anniversary and they had uh oh happy having...
0: anniversary yeah I forgot about Thanks. that we should say happy anniversary everybody Thanks. say happy anniversary <laughs> to Durf. <laughs> happy anniversary everyone there we go
1: so I got a, I got a Southern Tier New Juice on tap. Ooh. That was pretty tasty.
0: I like that stuff.
1: That's good stuff.
0: I've had that one before when I was in Jamestown. Bought their, mm-hmm. like, variety pack one time that was in there. It's good. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever had a bad beer from Southern Tier.
1: I don't think so. I have either.
0: Not one that at least comes to mind.
1: Right. Now, Voodoo Ranger, I can tell you one that I do not like from them. <laughs>
0: I don't like a lot from them in general. Which yeah. one don't you like?
1: Um, I believe it was the Paradise IPA. It's like very aromatic. Oh. And it just tastes like garbage to oh. me. So, I mean, I I got through the, cu- the couple of cans I had because, you know, I'm not going to waste beer. <laughs> you, you
0: have to get, yeah, so, you just have to.
1: Well, and the can maybe it'll change, but nope. Nope.
0: nope. No. Just bad through and through. Sometimes beers just like that. I've had a couple of those kinds of beers, like they give off a floral kind of Mm. vibe. Yeah, I don't want flowers in my beer. I (laughs) just straight up. I don't I don't need that. And I normally don't like IPAs Mm. that they throw a lot of fruit into. Like I don't need a I don't need a peach IPA. Like IPAs have enough flavor on their own, like like the hoppiness. Like if you're above Mm -hmm. 80 IBUs. Uh-huh. I don't need freaking pineapple or peach thrown in there. I'm good. <laughs> and I, re- I yeah. think all of them I've ever had just that's not a route. My taste buds go in.
1: That's just no, bad. I did have a really speaking of weird flavors. I had a cherry Kolsch mm-hmm. on Monday after I got done golfing. If you're going if it, the brewery was going for tartness, they nailed the cherry. But the fact that the can looked like a cherry crush soda can, so like the, the way the the, the, the crush yeah. logo would be, it's kind of like that, but it, it says Kolsch instead. Ooh. So I had one on Monday after I got done golfing with my brother, and on the tart side, you get the cherry, but other than that, there's not like a sweet cherry to it. It's, it was a little on the disappointing side, but it wasn't terrible.
0: Well, you know, colshes are just not my style in general. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Like the Jenny Colsh, I'm not a big fan of. I've had a, another colsh, just a random one at a like at yeah. probably at Romigs. Romigs, mm-hmm. the best tavern in Rochester. Go there. I think I've had one there just for fun. Yeah, yeah. It just it just nothing. It just doesn't do nothing for me. It's just not a style that I like. But yeah. cherry, I like cherry, though. I like tart. Cherry's a good one. Just got to get the right mixture going. Mm-hmm. Maybe a cherry IPA. No, that sounds awful.
1: <laughs> no, I like cherry in a lager. is pretty good.
0: Oh, that would be good. Yeah. You can put, put all the fruit in the world you want into a lager. <laughs> oh, because that's kind of like right now I'm drinking a lot of Sam Adams about their variety pack. And we just talked about this on oh. Strikeout Beer. Was, I saw that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We had the port tracker. Nice. I don't know if it's considered a lager, but it's a very good beer that they put lemon lime into. Mm. Oh, oh, the best. Just the best. What were we doing?
1: The other sports.
0: The other (laughs) sports. God, we suck at this. Why do people still listen to this? All right.
1: And we were worried about content tonight.
0: Right. Yeah. Sometimes you're (laughs) just like, do we have enough to fill an hour? Yeah. We got our, yeah. We, all we got to do is sit here and talk. We can, we could probably fill two hours before we even get to the other sports. The other sports. (laughs) All right. The one thing everybody knows about, Mm -hmm. uh, it's been circulating, I believe, the past two days now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just like spring sports in college, the Ivy League is leading the way. And they have canceled all spring or all fall sports in the Ivy League. That means basically no football is all yeah. anyone really, really cares about. <laughs> right. But that means all the other ones, too. How whichever mm-hmm. ones they are cross country and not baseball. Baseball doesn't play this time of year. No. Do they normally play. They don't play. I don't even know what other fall sports there are. I know there's cross country like track and stuff, I think. But uh, soccer, soccer. There you go. Um,
1: lacrosse oh i
0: love lacrosse syracuse lacrosse was doing very good until the until sports got canceled they were like undefeated i thought yeah but yeah so the fall sports are canceled for the ivy league and then just Mm -hmm. the pile on top of it uh stanford they're getting rid of 11 fall sports in their lineup they're just they're just getting rid of them but to be fair stanford has a lot I believe the mm-hmm. number was like 36 fall sports Stanford had. Holy so cow. So they're getting rid of 11. That's about 30% of their lineup. If you want to do the math, it's somewhere mm-hmm. around 30%. Right. They're just getting rid of them. And from what I understood, just to hit this topic quickly, um, mm-hmm. from what I understood, they've been trying to dump these these programs for a while. This was just a good excuse. <laughs> like, oh, we can't financially support these 11. Darn it. Oh, I guess it's. It. has <laughs> Sorry about that. They said they will honor all scholarships and pay all coaches for those 11 sports. So that's very nice of them. Nice. But those, those sports will be terminated from Stanford. But to back to the main topic, mm-hmm. Ivy League schools, no fall sports, just like what they did for the spring. So the question is... Will other schools follow? Will other conferences follow? What? Where is that? Where is this going to lead us? What rabbit hole are we going down now?
1: Well, I think we just saw this afternoon breaking out the Big Ten, announcing that they're going they're going to be moving to a conference only model for all fall sports seasons, uh, including football. So this basically allows them for the greatest flexibility. Uh, for the Big Ten to adjust kind of any of their seasons um, throughout the season and make any kind of quick decisions uh, in real time based on the current, always evolving medical advice um, that comes about with this fluid nature of the pandemic. So the Big Ten is actually the first one of the Power Five conferences to – make this change um, following the news from the Ivy league schools, I believe yesterday. So it'll be interesting to see kind of uh, how the rest of the power five conferences change their tune.
0: And, and kind of just like how Stanford jumped on very quickly, getting rid of those 11 sports. Mm -hmm. Like they just picked, they didn't just pick 11 sports out of a hat and they just said, Oh, we can't support (laughs) like this was predetermined. They were waiting to get rid of these 11 sports. Just like the what it was the Big Ten, mm-hmm. just like the Big Ten kind of just said, "Hey, we're gonna do our own conference. Like we're just we're yep. doing our thing over here in the Big Ten. This seems like already a thought out plan a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yep, you know that you can't just be like, "Oh, there's not gonna be fall sports." Well, we're gonna have our fall sports over here. I don't care if the Ivy League's not gonna do it. I don't care if this league's not gonna do it. We're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. We're gonna keep it in house. It seems like something that was almost already thought about slash predetermined. Right. Which leads us back to the this conversation that happens at least once a year, I feel like. The termination of the NCAA.
1: Yeah.
0: The overall (laughs) hub of the NCAA controlling everything in college sports being torn apart and each conference kind of you know, they figure it out on their own. Hey, we got a commission. They all got their own commissioners. Hey, Big mm-hmm. Ten talks over here to the SEC. Hey, you want to do something this year at the SCC And, oh, we're just going to play our own conferences. They can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. You don't have to pay the NCAA and have NCAA rules. You can do whatever you want. And mm-hmm. I've been for it for a long time. I I am. I'm sick of NCAA stuff. You know, yeah. it's greedy. They don't let the players make decisions for themselves. They can't, they don't let, they're starting to get, let them be paid, but there's so much red tape and garbage rules and w- <laughs> lawyers and whatnot. It's hard to get around.
1: Mm-hmm. Just
0: get rid of it. Let the conferences do their thing. Let the players be players. And here we go. It, and I feel like this is a big step towards that direction to see what it's going to look like this year.
1: Yeah. It'll definitely be interesting. Um, I know I saw, I was reading an article about the Big Ten changing, was that now you're not getting those cross-conference games that are kind of usually the beginning of the year. Um, A couple that I saw that were noticeable was Wisconsin against Notre Dame, but they were, were playing at Lambeau Field. Then... There was a Penn State at, at Virginia Tech. So that's the Big Ten and the ACC mixing, which we won't have that now. And that kind of co- brings up the point. We had these Power Five conferences, but there's one school that just does what they want and plays a little bit at each conference, which is Notre Dame. What is Notre Dame going to do when all, these Power F- when all five of these Power Five conferences decide, hey, we're playing conference only? Does Notre Dame does not play this year?
0: I mean, what conference is Notre Dame? I don't this is where norm this is where I lack a lot of knowledge I feel like I should have. Right. And that's like what schools are in what conferences. But so what, what conference are they in?
1: So technically Notre Dame is independent for football. Oh, so they're so they oh, don't okay. belong to a single conference. Oh wow. So that's where that's why Notre Dame actually gets tends to get a lot of bigger games from these other, like, because they play all the conferences, basically, so they can pick and choose what schools they want to play for the most part. Um, so that's kind of like all these conferences decide, hey, we're just going to play against each other. Well, now what does Notre, Notre Dame do?
0: I feel like it, and that just an opinion thing, just thinking about mm-hmm. that, I, I honestly didn't know that about Notre Dame, and I feel like I, I should be ashamed of that, but college football's never really been a strong suit of mine. I just like watching it. Mm-hmm. From time to time, I feel like they could still do that, play what schools they want, but it'll just be based off of what conferences play this year. So if Notre Dame says, yes, we will play football this year, whoever makes those schedules for that team will just be very busy. And all right, the Big Ten's going, SEC's going, something else is going, ACC's going. All right, let me call up those conferences and and make a schedule. You know, it'll look very weird, probably different right. from a normal schedule. But if they decide they want to play, I'm I'm sure they'll just do the same thing. I mean, if Big Ten's the only thing that right. is the only school is the only conference that goes, then just throw them with the Big Ten that year and add yeah. them to a couple games.
1: Well, and that's where you could almost get Notre Dame to not be an independent school anymore when right. it comes to football. You could actually, because of the situation, you could actually have them being absolved into another conference which could happen i mean they're kind of in the area the big 10 is probably the conference they would go to um just based on regionally but i know the big 12 they lost a couple schools to the big 10 so the big 12 is really down on teams but i don't know the exact breakdown of each conference to know how many teams are in each conference and then kind of how that would pan out if you were looking for like a certain number, like on each side, but yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see what other conferences follow suit with the Big Ten, and then where does that put it and see what happens with Notre Dame.
0: Yeah, that's that's really the big question. Is it's it's going to go one way or the other with all these conferences, schools, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be? Are they going to follow the Ivy League, or are you going to follow the Big Ten? There, right. There's two. There's two paths. Which way you going? And we're just gonna we're gonna be a little chalkboard on the wall. It's gonna be <laughs> cancel and not cancel. And they're gonna put a little check marks. I oh, got like five for cancel, ten for not cancel. Whatever. <laughs> That's kind of what we're gonna be doing as we get closer to the season. And I do yeah. believe they've already pushed the season start. Like I don't think any mm-hmm. fall sports will happen before September first. Is mm-hmm. what I saw. Uh, so no, that'll probably take out NFL preseason. Yep. I, I think we'll talk about that a little bit down the road of this episode. That's, I know it's a talking point right now, mm-hmm. but this is where we're at. And this is what the virus has really done. And honestly, I, I don't want to sound like yay virus. That's obviously not what I'm saying, but <laughs> the virus has really pushed sports into a realm it's never been in. Mm-hmm. and it's allowing for some change that actually might be good change. Like the NFL might not have preseason. Thank God. Get rid of it. No one likes it. The player, the players don't like it. The only people that like it are people trying to make rosters. Uh Well, then do better in practice. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Just (laughs) do better. I want to play that. no one wants to watch it. Nobody wants to play in it. It's garbage. Get rid of it. So that's better. This could, this could absolve, get rid of the NCAA. And, mm-hmm. and free up these conferences to do a lot more fun things. Um, baseball, uh, baseball is its own craziness. <laughs> NASCAR, they're racing on Sundays and Wednesdays. Oh, if you're wow. trying to grow as a sport and you can keep doing Sundays and Wednesdays, I mean, I know this is a shortened season. That's why they did it. Mm-hmm. You probably couldn't do that in future years. But, hey, if the drivers don't care, they like the extra money, they're getting viewership. Yeah. What other sports are on on a Wednesday? Let's have some NASCAR on a Wednesday. You're not you don't go. really fight with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the NBA, I don't, there's not really much change there, but you know, it the virus has really pushed these sports to do something they've never done before, and I think it's um I think it's interesting to watch these changes unfold.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: All right, and moving on to our next topic, uh, I think it was Tuesday or was it Wednesday? What day was it exactly? And it was it's not today. Uh-huh. Uh, LeBron James began the whole super team slash players run the league thing roughly 10 years ago. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was yesterday. Um, okay. It was the decision. He sits down in front of a camera and says, I'm going to take my talents to South Beach. And that, that caused it, it caused issues. Mm -hmm. In a lot of people's hearts, because one, obviously there's like, you know, tampering is an issue. And this really, and since it was just the players, you know, Chris Bosh was supposed to go somewhere else. You know, everyone always says LeBron was almost a Nick or a net. But he he decides to team up with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh and head down to Miami. And they create one of the first ever like super teams on purpose. Like didn't yeah. they create a super team like from drafting and stuff like mm. that. They said, let's get these three together and and win, which is what they did. And he left Cleveland, left them in the dust, and people had two different viewpoints. I oh, got yeah, a spider up here. Oh, nice. That's that's gross. <laughs> I can't kill it. I don't know where it went. Oh, boy. It like, it like jumped somewhere. It's a little tiny thing. Oh, God. I don't know where it went. I'm scared. Oh, well. <laughs> It, it, people had two different viewpoints on that. They said, "What a selfish son of a gun! He left Cleveland mm-hmm. in the dirt and went, went and won a championship somewhere else." And other people were like, "Good for you! Forget Cleveland. They didn't have stars. They didn't have any right. attraction for players to come there. They're a losing mm-hmm. team. Why yep. play there when he can go win somewhere else?" And and it, and it led to this whole: if a player says, "I want to leave," they leave. That was that's unheard of before. They requested a trade. He go somewhere else. Go down to Miami. Mm-hmm. I mean, what was your initial thoughts? I don't know if you remember when it exactly happened, or at least what are your thoughts today oh, on it?
1: Back then, I I thought it was terrible. I thought it was... I didn't like the Super Team idea. The fact that they were like, hey, let's just play together and forget all you people. Like I,
0: Hashtag Golden State. <laughs>
1: <laughs> pretty much. Um, but yeah, so I wasn't a huge fan of it back then. I think the main thing I didn't like about it was how televised it was. Like, it couldn't have just been like, hey, LeBron said he's going to go to South Beach. Chris Bosh is already down there. Super team created. Nope. We had a however many hours special, plus all of the news media that talked about it over and over and over again for weeks. Because oh, where's LeBron gonna go? Oh well, we think LeBron's gonna go down with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh and try to win a championship. Because you know Cleveland's not gonna get it done for him. So that was kind of my thought back when it happened, and I know we've seen it a couple times since then. I don't think it's been as like super promoted from some of these teams, not that I've noticed. Uh, watching the nba i do know that like the celtics did it back in probably 2007 2006 um before they won the championship but that was actually before i started following them so i don't entirely know then but ever since then they have just been building through trades and through the draft and just slow process of free agency and that's you don't see it as much anymore in the nba because you have these super team issues now, where people just say, "Hey, I'm going to go there so I can win a championship because I know such and such is there, and we're going to play great." So, just not like yeah, it used to be.
0: I think so. Uh, a big attribute to that is social media, right? You have instant access to your buddies, mm-hmm. and you see it all the time. Even with Jamal Adams right now, Jamal Adams is trying to get it traded, and here you got. People from the Cowboys tweeting them up. Hey man, how you doing? You got people tweeting them up from other, like from the Eagles. Hey man, how about we go work out together or something? Yeah, Yeah, it's just technology has evolved so much that you don't need agents to make a phone call. You know, it's it's just as easy as go up on Twitter and be like, you know, I like these Cowboys. I like I like the guys over there. Let's let's go do that. It's not really a Super Team aspect there, but it it it, 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 attributes. My point is, is it attributes. Makes it easy to create a super team. Uh like the Rockets tried it. And I think the Rockets mm-hmm. are trying it right now. They got Harden and Westbrook. Yep. Um obviously Golden State was the big one. Mm-hmm. They were already primed and winning championships. And then, hey, let's let's get Kevin Durant. Like one of the best scorers <laughs> ever to live in the game. Like, uh, yeah, no big deal. Yeah. Let's do that. And then they bring in Boogie Cousins, which he didn't really attribute to much since he got hurt, but mm-hmm. when he when they had the lineup there, you know, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Andre Degot uh Igodala, uh Steph Curry, and Kevin Durant, like that doesn't happen on accident, obviously. It's like right. they're doing it on purpose to create super teams, and I think it's an issue, mm-hmm. especially in the NBA. Uh, cause then you got poor teams like the Knicks. Yeah, you're kind of just like there, and the Pistons. Mm-hmm. The Knicks, it's their own fault. Like, that's a destination, but it's their own fault. But yeah, like, who wants to go to Detroit? Right. No one yeah. wants to go to Cleveland. Or even problem. Phoenix.
1: Even Phoenix.
0: Phoenix. Oh, Devin Booker's career is going to be wasted.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hopefully, he gets traded. But there I go saying he should get traded because you feel <laughs> bad for the guy. But then he goes right. and joins someone else. And now you have another super team. That's just how it
1: goes. That, that's the unfortunate part that if it falls on these not as good teams, it falls on their management for not doing their job, not building the team correctly. When you have talent there, why are they not being held responsible for building these teams up? Like, why are you letting this talent walk out the door? Because you know, your team sucks. Right. I don't know.
0: Like back in the day, Cleveland should have looked at LeBron and said, bruh, whatever you want, whoever you want to draft, whoever you want to bring in, let us know. But instead they let them walk out the door. Yep. And here we are with the Lakers and Anthony Davis. (laughs) <laughs> a mini super team not a great team It's like, they, they might win yeah. it this year they might win it we'll see what happens but that's all we have for other sports Um, we got plenty of NFL news to talk about next Yeah, where are we starting
1: well I think we just start with a little pause here for a little station oh. identification that you are listening station. to on and off the field with Derfin Dillon on the RTF Sports Network
0: look at this guy Station <laughs> identification. We should really like put something <laughs> somewhere. I gotta. I, I was able to do it on Tuesday, but yeah. I forgot today. It's, it's gonna be good. very hit or miss with that. So the NFL news. So uh, pre-game screening on game days for anyone mm-hmm. that will be uh, near the bench, they will be yeah. tested before they enter the stadium, and they'll be screened. And if they have a temperature of one hundred point four degrees or higher um they will not be allowed in the stadium 100.4 seems like a very high temperature i mean yeah i feel like if you had a 100 degree temperature mm-hmm. you'd probably already know it and not show up and probably already hope. get the hospital like right. 100 degrees is a lot
1: that is a lot cuz like, i even know like people that might get sick and they have like a 99.2
0: you're like, oh, yeah, you got a cold or something. Yeah. They have
1: like a low-grade fever. Like, that's right. that's what they should be watching. Like, why would you wait till it's 100 degrees? 99, anything over normal should right. be... Say, hey, are you feeling okay?
0: Like, I guess if they're... If they've been working out, it's before they even get to the stadium, so they're just showing up. 100.4. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, if you get over 100, you know it, and you're probably heading to the hospital. Oh, yeah, yep. like, You're probably... That, that seems like a high number and my my real question was is this something is this a cdc guideline is this a who guideline or is this just right. like the nfl is like yeah 100.4 sounds good let's go let's just go with that
1: <laughs> yeah i'm not sure on that but i know it was actually a part of the letter that got sent out yesterday to the to the nfl teams so kind of I'm not sure who came up with the idea but it'll be interesting to see uh, who <laughs> Oh puns That's
0: a good God. pun right there that's very that's very punny <laughs> sorry oh
1: but in that letter sent out from last night along with the pre-game screening NFL teams will be forbidden from postgame interactions within six feet of each other including Jersey exchanges this season so while the NFL can't entirely limit how much contact goes on during the game because obviously it's a contact sport
0: because, because they have to tackle each other
1: well yeah <laughs> um, but this is... ironically the NFL and the NFLPA have agreed that players should try and try to be socially distant, um, before and after the ga- after the game to keep everyone more healthy and potentially continuing the season. I
0: I get it. <laughs> and you know the only reason the only reason that I can mm-hmm. think of that they would agree to this, including the NFLPA like the Players Association they even agreed to this, the only reason that they would do this, is because you can't put the cameras on people after a game right? and show them arm-in-arm arm right. doing a jersey exchange. yeah. It's bad PR. You just can't mm-hmm. do it. And that is the only re- This does not stop any coronavirus right. stuff from spreading. You're literally tackling each other mm-hmm. and touching each other and breathing on each other, spitting on each other the entire game. This yeah. does not prevent coronavirus. This is just a PR thing. <laughs> this This well, is not being socially distant. How long is it going to take before an NFL <laughs> player goes onto the field? There's two things here. I want two things. I want to see. I want to see an NFL player pull out a ruler after a game and like put it on the ground, and then like, all right, we're six feet apart, and then they take a picture together. Like, I want, I want someone to pull out an actual ruler, like a measuring tape, and do that. And then number two. I want to see the. I can't wait for the first actual jersey exchange where they stand six feet apart and they just toss each other each other's jerseys. Like they, they <laughs> still do the exchange. They, there you go. And they throw it to them.
1: Oh, this does wonder nothing. Big, I wonder how big that fine will be.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm I'm sure they'll be heavily fined. Oh, I'm
1: sure. I, I feel like this is one of those rules where like you have they have the NFL has to make it because we're in a point where. If you don't make the rule, they won't people won't use common sense to follow something like that.
0: Right. It's fair. So common sense I mean, ain't so I, common these days.
1: Right. So I have seen a lot of player reaction to this on Twitter and it seems like they if, if, they're kind of laughing at the NFL for this kind of rule. Because it does seem a little ridiculous and it's comic what you pointed out before that you you just played for six, 60 football minutes in a game and now you're gonna say nope stay apart we're done right
0: (laughs) and what about all the cameramen you know there's cameramen on the sideline like right next to each other you got the boom guy you got the guy Mm -hmm. holding the sound thing you got a two cameras yeah like that's how you get shots that's how you capture shots like right you're not gonna be able to have that so is that gonna impact quality when you watch it on television or are they just gonna allow that and be like oh sorry we can't do anything about it
1: I no that I think that goes into the pre screening process because it's not just NFL players walking in, it's like any kind of media, any NFL player. They, ne- they can
0: still be next to each other on the sidelines, that's what you're saying. Because then yes. why can't they do jersey exchanges?
1: So they can't do jersey exchanges, but they've also come out and said that coaches and players aren't required to wear your face masks on the sidelines. But I'm thinking I haven't read in, I haven't looked to see if this is different for like operational people, like for television and whatnot, like they could be required to wear a face mask the entire game because they're an operation along with the game. So like they're closer together, you have the spacing issue Like you can't be six feet apart to get good sound quality or good video quality. Um, So it'll be interesting to see kind of how stadiums, Operate there when it comes to that kind of that NFL game day operation behind the scenes stuff to see what happens. And it'll be interesting to see what the stadiums do though, too, because they came out and said you need to space out your visitor locker room now. Yeah. And the lockers either have to be six feet apart or they need to put plexiglass in between the lockers if they can't space them out because. It's kind of common known um, that visitor locker rooms are smaller than the home team locker rooms. It's kind of a mental thing. Like, you don't right. want them to be comfortable when they come to play against you. You want them to feel uneasy and, and in a tight space. So,
0: if you want to make them feel uneasy, don't put up the plexiglass. Make them sneeze on each other, <laughs> make them really fear even being next to each other. <laughs> I don't know. It all just seems like garbage. I understand it. I know they have to do it, but as soon as you touch the football field, you start tackling each other. Every precaution you just took doesn't matter. That's that's just really the end state there. I mean, at least for players Mm -hmm. and coaches. But yeah, I'm really interested about those operations, and I I can't wait to see what that looks like on a field. If they just if they do space them out, or they just say we can't do anything about it.
1: Yeah, it'd be interesting to to see. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was saying it'll be interesting to see how, like, when the te- the camera crews pan out to see what you can see, or yeah. just even like newspaper newspaper photos or anything photos on on the interwebs. It'll be interesting to see there.
0: Yeah. Well, on to some player news. Uh, the f- breaking news from, I believe it was last night, mm-hmm. 49ers running back Raheem Mostert has requested a trade because his contract talks are just not where he wants them to be. He, he just wants to get a trade because he wants to be paid more. I, you're not going to get paid more in this system. Mm-hmm. They have like five running backs. They did get rid of Matt Breida, but so you're going to be featured more. And maybe that was part of his contract talks. Hey, yeah, I'm going to have to run some more because Breida's gone. You know, you got to mm-hmm. pay up a little bit. And they just said, nah, <laughs> eh, we'd like how much you're getting paid. It's all right. Um,
1: yeah,
0: I, I, I think it's a bad move from the 49ers. I don't know how much mm-hmm. Moster is asking for. Hopefully it's right. not like amazing money cuz I believe he did run for I, I, I he had 10 touchdowns and maybe somewhere like 750 yards maybe 800 if I'm not mistaken. I'm probably okay. am mistaken, but he had a good season. <laughs> yeah. Um you know, a breakout story after bouncing around a lot and mm-hmm. you know, finally like found a home and it was a good feel story. Why don't you just pay him an extra, like two, three more million? You don't have Emmanuel Sanders yeah. anymore. You don't have to pay DeForest Buckner. Mm-hmm. You really can't just toss him in a bone just to keep him there and keep that running back core together. Well, it's not really a core anymore, but they have Jeff Wilson. Mm-hmm. Who do they got left? They have Jeff Wilson, um, Tevin Coleman, and that other guy uh, that came from the Vikings,
1: Jarek McKinnon.
0: And Jarek McKinnon. Uh, it's. It's a good lineup there, but Mostert mm-hmm. was the speed guy. Right. I know Tevin has a little bit of speed. Jeff mm-hmm. Wilson has a lot of speed. He was great, especially pass catching. He was a great story as well. Mm-hmm. But Mostert had the had that edge speed, and mm-hmm. that's where a lot of his yards and touchdowns came from, especially when they tore apart the Packers in the NFC Championship game. I don't know. 49ers, yeah. they've already made one mistake letting go Emmanuel Sanders, I don't uh, this would just be another mistake on their part. I believe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that they don't want to, I mean, I'd be curious to see what most are, like you said, see what he's asking for. Like, why is it? Why are the, had their contract talks been so terrible that he's now trying to get out of, of the 49ers organization. And I did read that he came into the organization on a special teams contract and he was actually one of the highest paid special special teams players so he had a different role this past year playing more on the offense and he produced a lot well produced a lot more um, helping them get to the Super Bowl so yeah I'd be asking for a little bit more money too like hey I'm not doing what you brought me in for anymore because now I'm more of a key factor on the offense. They should probably just say, hey, we'll, just, we'll throw you a couple, couple more million and keep you here because we know we got something good. And Mostert said that he kind of wants to stay with the 49ers, but it'll be interesting to see if they can actually keep him and pay him a little bit more If they're or if the 49ers are just like, nope, see you later. We'll ship you off for a draft pick and move on.
0: I wonder if they could bundle him into a, a trade for Jamal Adams. Ooh. He got a nice little Le'Veon Bell, Raheem Mostert action over there on the, on the offense.
1: Back to the AFC East. (laughs) That's
0: a terrible idea. Don't do that. Oh my goodness. Don't even think about it.
1: I'm really surprised that Jamal Adams talks. Hasn't kind of stayed that stayed active. It kind of was like that week or two. And then. We haven't heard anything since then, as far as I know.
0: Yeah, there. I think the talks are still preliminary. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been a, like I have. Yeah, like you said, there hasn't been any breaking news like like the Cowboys finally made an offer, and like this is right. kind of what they're in the wheelhouse. It's all you know. There's just because I saw a notification today that said the Seahawks began preliminary talks with the Jets for Jamal Adams. Like that just means. That hey, what are you looking for? We might right. be able to give you this, and it's just speculation. There's nothing you can really go off of that for news. So sooner or totally. later, Moster will be moved. Yeah, and so will Jamal Adams. <laughs> but someone who's already been moved, yeah, Cam Newton. Oh yeah, and it is official. Cam Newton will wear <sighs> number one. <laughs> they should they should give him an S. Can they just do it? <laughs> like, let's be the first guy ever to not to have wear a number. Let's give him a letter S
1: jersey instead of a numerical jersey number. Yeah,
0: <laughs> let's give him S for like you know because he used to do the Superman thing. Mm-hmm. Just give him S. I why not? Who cares? Does it really matter? Just come on, that'd be cool. I that would, would be really cool.
1: kind cool. It'd be really interesting though to see what they do with the mascot because I'm pretty sure the mascot was number one. That is true. So, what are you, New England, what are we going to do here? Like, You can't have two number ones on the field.
0: That's why you got to give Cam the S. Yeah. Just give him the S. Or maybe they'll give the S to the mascot. That's only if Cam Newton starts. You can't really have right. a Cam Newton centered kind of thing when Jared Stidham is starting. That's kind of a kick to the nuts to Stidham.
1: I just need a, a 1 for Cam Newton and a 1A for the mascot.
0: Ooh. <laughs> one <laughs> a i like that yeah let's do that i kind of like that that's fun all right I, i'm on board for that let's do it I'll, I'll i'll get the letter typed up you can pre-read it and then we'll send it off to the new england patriots <laughs> okay. sound like a plan
1: yeah we'll just <laughs> social media blast them
0: oh that's right we can do that we don't have to send a letter that's even better <laughs> so famous jew julian edelman has invited Deshaun Jackson to the Holocaust Museum in D.C. Uh, Julian Edelman has really taken a stance of you know acceptance. You know he doesn't. Un, Deshaun Jackson obviously has a struggling understanding of the Jewish community, so let me educate him. I'll go to the museum with you. We'll learn. Mm-hmm. We'll just talk, and it'll be a great time. And hopefully, kind of like what they did with Drew Brees you know, he took a stance and they educated him and Drew Brees mm-hmm. kind of changed his tune. Maybe the same thing happens with Deshaun Jackson. Uh, in exchange, Julian Edelman also said that he would go to the national museum of African-American history and culture in DC. So Deshaun Jackson can kind of, you know, return the favor there. You know, uh, he can, they can both be educated about each other's cultures.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's the kind of stuff that you just look at and you go, wow, that's next yeah. level. Yeah. That's, what a great just a great um like using your platform to say hey we're not here to hate yep. we're here okay i see you your your stance on this is wrong and i think you might know that to some degree how about we just hang out and talk and mm-hmm. there was no bashing there was no what is wrong with yous right. it was hey let's talk let's go to the museum and we'll and we'll learn and it'll be a great time, and then everyone will get along. That's yeah. what we need to do in America. What just, oh, yeah. it was just, just, what a great thing that Julian came up with.
1: Yeah, that's, I think, I think it's a smart way to approach it, and I think we saw that with, with the way, with what happened with Breeze, um, when he made his stance and then changed his tune in the next couple days. Um, but I think that's where, that's kind of like we're getting to the point, like, you can't just bite each other's heads off if you don't agree. Like someone's got to be like, hey, let's meet in the middle. I'll try to understand where you're coming from. I'm going to tell you how, where I'm coming from and try to hopefully see that you understand why something's wrong. And for
0: those who don't know, I guess just in case, in case you haven't heard, uh, Deshaun Jackson posted a, page of a book he was reading where he highlighted some things that were said by hitler which mm-hmm. are now proved that he didn't actually say that stuff i don't know <laughs> where that quote would have been used i don't know what book he was mm-hmm. reading but regardless he posted a hitler a hitler quote mm-hmm. and yeah it was really bad i talk about how jews want to blackmail america and take over america and the blacks wouldn't let it happen if they knew who they really were or something <laughs> something something crazy mm-hmm. But yeah, Julian Edelman, hats off to Julian Edelman. That's really great. But the other point I want to, I just want to bring up real quick without, I don't want to get terribly political, but where was the outrage? You know, people, even players in the NFL, a lot of people, they, they bit Drew Brees head off when he said, I think you should stand for the national anthem. He said it respectfully. He's like, I think you should stand. And people, people wanted to kill him. Offensive linemen are like, oh, we're not going to block for you. It was absolute insanity. Right. And then Deshaun Jackson comes out post this and it was like, yeah, that's pretty messed up, but no one was mad. Mm-hmm. Like, so is it really just people only care about like black versus white or is it everything just fake? Is everything just like, he he said that. So all of the people, that think you shouldn't, uh, shouldn't kneel are defending him. And the people that want to kneel are like, oh, you're a terrible person. It's just battle that we've been having and people just don't care about like, the jewish community when they get bashed uh like when people post hitler quotes i mean like why is there such a difference there is no difference there There shouldn't
1: be right yeah there shouldn't be yeah it's definitely yeah i don't know it's odd that you wouldn't get the the same kind of news outlet that you would between the two
0: yeah i just don't think people care as much people care about this kneeling issue a lot Mm-hmm. and but if he posts a hitler quote well that's pretty messed up but i mean who cares like that's and i'm sure that's part of gonna i hope julian edelman comes back out and readdresses mm-hmm. that because uh, he's he's a great spokesman for the jewish community being in the nfl i mean that's that's really amazing so hopefully mm-hmm. that oh i actually have a couple of um i forgot the for, real quick because we got one little main segment to bring up before the end of the show uh, a couple of players came out and said some things. Mitchell Swartz, also, he's an offensive line for the Chiefs, also a, a Jewish NFL player. He says, my hope is we can use this moment to shed light on and bring awareness to the hate and oppression the Jewish community still faces while standing strong with the Black Lives Matter movement. We can only have change if we denounce racism and bias in all of its forms. Chris Long, another poster from him, I didn't see and I haven't seen nearly enough people saying, yeah, man, this was a misstep. Certainly anti-Semitism is not the main event in this country, but we can talk, we can walk and chew gum here. I am not, I am just not willing to accept anybody saying stick to the task at hand and we can't address people making anti-Semitic comments, which is kind of what I was saying. Like, why can't Mm -hmm. you just, we can be mad about racists in general, not just people racist against blacks. Like we can do the Mm -hmm. Jew thing too. And then uh, Julian Edelman, obviously I'm proud of my Jewish heritage. And for me, it is not just about religion; it's about community and culture as well. Anti-Semitism is one of the oldest forms of hatred. It is rooted in ignorance and fear. So, I thought I would just say yeah. those quotes real quick because they were good quotes. So, I want to make sure they I, we brought them up. I, I like Chris Long's the most because that's that was the same kind of point that I just brought up there. With
1: mm-hmm.
0: we can we can walk and chew gum at the same time here. Okay. <laughs> we can. We can be mad about racists against the black community and the Jewish community. It's it's possible. We can do that. It's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to wrap up the show with a main segment here, something that we don't do nearly enough, but this is uh, hopefully this is, this is really the point of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, we're going to do an off the field segment. Yeah. So my off the, my off the field hero here is Spurs guard patty mills who is from australia he's donating donating all of his money because he's going to play in orlando he's going to make one million seventeen thousand eight hundred and eighteen dollars and fifty four cents for playing in orlando and he's going to be donating all of that money to black lives matter australia black deaths in custody and a new recent campaign called we got you dedicated to ending racism in sports in australia his quote I'm playing in Orlando because I don't want to leave money on the table that could be going directly to the black communities. Take that and shove it down your throat, Kyrie Irving. That's why we're playing in Orlando. Yes. Like, Matty Mills. Yeah. You go, man. And that's what we need. That's the stance and the change and the effort that people need to put into these things and and nobody knows who patty mills is he's only making a million there's some guys that are going to go down there and make like five million
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: so great for him making an oh, impact Captain. in his country i that's just it's amazing and you can say a bunch about patty mills and how kyrie irving might have handled it wrong but i know you got you're off the field hero who do you got
1: i have los angeles lakers center dwight howard uh, so he announced on Monday that he will join the Lakers in Orlando for the NBA restart. Um, there was some question about whether or not he would re- he would join them, and he was on national media and said that he felt he had an obli- obligation uh, to his teammates that he should go there. And because the Lakers have a chance – to win the title that he should probably go there. So Troy Howard made the decision and he, now he is deciding to donate the remainder of his salary, which is approximately 700,000 to the breathe again campaign, um, which is a campaign that he is relaunching after starting it initially through his D 12 foundation in 2015 so the website's currently out of service i believe they're probably working on getting it back up but on the website initially howard wrote my sadness has grown deeper as i watch people firmly plant themselves on one side or the other usually based on race we need a new perspective a new life we need to breathe again Oxygen represents life. We need to fill our bodies with new life. It is time for us to look past color, zip codes, the problems, and look toward the causes and solutions. So. Yeah. That's a great quote. I think it's a great quote that that is kind of their... I don't know their mission statement almost Yeah. for the campaign and, that, and Yeah. I, I, I really hope that we see kind of a lot of things coming out of this NBA restart, similar to Dwight Howard and similar to Patty Mills, because this is the way you're going to get change. Right. Athletes get to paid push for lot. it. <laughs> you you need athletes who have an influence on social media, in the public in general, and make a change because masses will follow suit.
0: And I know it's it's easy to say it's a popularity thing for some people. Hey, I got to donate some money. And people look at that. You know, when coronavirus first hit, athletes were donating paychecks and salaries to the workers and, and to families that were in need. And it was a lot of great things. And it, it did get a lot of coverage. I didn't know about the Dwight Howard one. I didn't see that. I saw Mm -hmm. about Patty Mills real quick. I feel like both of them aren't getting enough, given a big enough platform. I watched um, Golik and Wingo this morning, and I Mm -hmm. watched Pat McAfee's show this morning, and neither one of them brought up the fact that they're they're doing this. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like that's sad. You know, there's a lot to talk about. I know there's a lot of news, a lot of things you can talk about, and that's why we made this an effort on our show to try and bring these things up, because... I feel like this should be one of the first things on everyone's docket. You write it down, you see you see athletes making these kinds of efforts. It should be put it should be put right in the front for everyone to see. So hats off to both of them mm-hmm. and everyone else, you know, let's try and follow in their shoes and also let's look towards the causes and solutions here. That's the next step. Yeah. Let's stop being angry and just start figuring out the next step.
1: Absolutely. So,
0: that is the show. That is on and off the field. Another successful episode here. Another amazing uh what July ninth, twenty twenty.
1: Yeah.
0: Had a lot of fun here tonight, Derv.
1: Yeah, definitely. So real quick, anyone watching on YouTube, you're probably noticing that the bill sign is still not behind me.
0: Oh sadness.
1: So n- nothing nothing broke. Nothing, everything's fine with the sign still. Uh, I went to restring it and realized the lights don't match up on all the holes correctly. So I currently have one string of lights completely unbraided so that I have more flexibility in how I can position them. I did make sure all the lights work. I actually put them in the holes where they should be going and plugged it in. It looks amazing. So... Hopefully, this weekend, I'll be able to finish that up, get everything unbraided, get everything placed where it needs to be, stapled in. You ready for
0: the live show?
1: Bada bada boom, ready for the live show. Yes. And, yeah.
0: As long as, so make sure you tune in Tuesday, 7, 8 p.m. Yeah. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook. Our Facebook pages and the RTF Sports Network Facebook page for our live show so you can see the sign in its completed glory. Yeah, definitely. So, amazing thank you for the update and as always
1: all hail the jockstrap king